Limerick Today now on 461995. Phase three of reopening got underway a week ago and uh, many businesses in Limerick have finally been able to reopen. Uh, some, uh, for various reasons, have managed uh, to stay open uh, throughout the lockdown and then some in earlier phases were able to reopen. Um, but there's more going on for sure and you can see that by the amount of traffic uh, on the roads around Limerick City and County, if nothing else. Well, I'm joined on the line now by Richard Gavin from the Spitjack Limerick and David Hickey from Limerick Self Storage. Uh, you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Good morning, Joe. Now, Richard, morning, the, Joe. the Spitjack opened in March and then obviously had to shut down not long afterwards due to uh, COVID-19. It's probably fair to say it couldn't have come as a wor- at a worse time for you guys. Yeah, that's certainly one way to put it. I think we broke some new records. We opened on the Monday and closed on the Sunday. So certainly a, a whirlwind. And obviously with everything that was going on with, with opening a restaurant, you're you're not as aware of the outside world as you would be normally. So um, it, was, it was certainly a crazy week. But listen, we're, we were delighted to get up and running, even even if it was only for a week, because it's really helped us with the reopening now. And we got a lot of our a lot of our snag lists and, and all of our bits and pieces done and out of the way. So we're, we're back and open since last Wednesday. And thankfully, things have been going great. Right. And just remind us about that week and what it was like as you say the mad rush to get open and at what stage during the week did you realize "Uh oh this is going to be very serious for our business i think i have uh, an old friend of mine who has a restaurant in dublin called me in quite a state i think it was on the thursday and i really couldn't get over how how nervous he was about it and that was that point i kind of said okay i need to uh start taking my head out of the restaurant a little bit and, 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 and understand. But we really saw it from that Thursday. Limerick was, it was difficult for us to even realise because we had just opened and, and we were on, on the wave of being the new restaurant in town and every day was busier than the day before. But looking at Cork's figures then in our Cork branch, we really saw day by day it was going down and down and the weekend then was, um, was super quiet. Um, and then a few restaurants started to close over the weekend here in Limerick and we had a, a manic Saturday and then the Sunday was just dead completely and we made the decision then on the Sunday afternoon. So it was just really bizarre because obviously like that now we had an exhausting kind of push the couple of weeks up to that just to get the restaurant open, get everything in place, whole new team, whole new place. So um, yeah, it was certainly a, an experience, let's put it that way. Mm. Richard, compare your opening with your reopening and the build-up to that and the different world in which you operate now? Yeah, I suppose we reopened our Cork site about nine weeks ago um, doing a click-and-collect and delivery service. Um, We had hoped to open Limerick as well, but unfortunately we don't qualify for that wage subsidy scheme in Limerick, which makes things even a little bit more challenging because we're, we're a new business and we had nobody on the payroll in January and February. So we reopened Cork, uh, we rebuilt our website, we launched a whole new uh, click-and-collect service, a new delivery service, we launched a new web shop and everything was feeding through the website. So I suppose we had about nine weeks under our belt kind of getting used of COVID protection, used of PPE equipment, used of social distancing. Um, so it was, I suppose it helped us then to to bring that into both sides then for the reopening. So we, we, we opened Limerick uh, the week before last to launch this click and collect service and get everything in place. We shut Limerick on the Monday and Tuesday and reopened Cork and then we came up on the Wednesday to reopen. Um, so it was 
it, thankfully now it all went very, very smooth. We're fortunate to have a great management team on board with us here. So we have uh, a few guys from Cork up helping us out here as well, just to make that possible. Um, and what's the capacity now compared to pre-COVID? In our Limerick site, we're down from 120 seats down to about 75 seats, and that's including the terrace. Um, in Cork, we've we've done it a little bit differently. Cork is a lot smaller than it is in Limerick, um, so we had no other option but to invest in screening. So we have screens between every table in Cork, which meant we've only gone from uh, a capacity of 90 seats down to 70, so it saved a lot of our capacity. Um, Limerick, we just have that bit more space because we have the ground floor, the terrace, and all the basement seating as well. So it allows us to achieve comfortable social distancing and a number that that, that is great for us right now. So we're, we're fortunate to have that space. How worried are you about the scenes in Dublin and Cork over the weekend and that it may put us into reverse and we may end up, and we're seeing it in different parts of the world, Leicester City in England is back in lockdown. Uh, we've seen two states in Australia, one about to close its borders to another. How worried are you that we might end up going into reverse? I'm worried if it's not controlled better. Um, you know, I've been in the industry all my life. Um, I have great connections down in Cork. I've seen the work that everybody's been putting in to try to get us back into business and to get businesses operating. And unfortunately, then there's just a few places that aren't taking it too seriously. All the guidelines are brought out from Fulcher Ireland. Um, they've been really achievable for restaurants because we're so used to taking bookings. We're so used to cleaning tables after every use, sanitizing. We're used to beating and greeting and teasing from the door. So it, except for the PPE equipment and the social distancing, a lot of these practices are best practices in, in, in any good restaurant. I think it's, it's a big, big change for bars to try to adapt. It's a big change for um, customers going into bars to try to adapt, but it really is something we have to be we have to be all in this together. We have to make sure because if we were to get shut down again, um, the the replications would be would be immense. You know, we've been very fortunate now to be able to reopen both sites. Um, the cost of us closing in March over two sites was a hundred thousand. We've have no supports to reopen Limerick. We don't get wage subsidy. Yeah, no, there, there is some talk this morning, as you'd be aware, that they are looking maybe at seasonal workers. They are looking at extending the wage subsidy scheme yeah, for a number of months. On the, on the business post last night, and we've been lobbying hard now for the last kind of month or so to get that going. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be incredibly serious if there was even localised lockdowns again. So we are hoping that everybody is is taking it seriously and following the okay. precautions. And all of our customers have been wonderful since we've reopened the door. They're, they're, right. they're very conscientious of what's happening. David, how was Limerick self-storage affected during lockdown and now as we come out of it? Um, morning, Joe. Uh, I just want to say good luck to Richard as well and welcome to, to Limerick as well. I hope it does really well. Thank you, David. Yeah, no problem. In, in relation to ourselves, we're you know part of the logistics chain, so we kept open all the way through the pandemic. Um, so it was it was kind of we were learning things on the go uh, in relation to you know distancing, uh, personal protection, and things like that. So were you busy uh, throughout? Yeah, it was because like, we've three different strands of customers. We've like. People who are moving house, they store furniture, they're converting an attic. And then we have business customers like restaurants who would store stock. We would have 
customers who would supply into supermarkets who would have local stock here. So we had a lot of those customers were, were going, actually, they were busier than ever because supermarkets were so busy. So, and we've 24-7 access. So customers were coming and going all the time. The personal, people moving house, that type of thing was quite quiet, obviously, because, uh, you know, all of that was kind of shut down. Um, but the business side was kept going. So from from our perspective, we kind of had to look at the staffing, make sure that they were protected um, and also the customers that they were protected from each other. Um, and so we, we ensured that, you know, there was things like deliveries. There was no signing of dockets anymore. Uh, the reception was locked. Uh, everything was done over the phone. Uh, contracts were done. Actually, the good thing about it in relation to moving forward was we put everything online in regards to signing contracts and things like that. And that's actually an improvement that's come out of all of this. Right. So that's good. Um, did you um, see any evidence of the lockdown spring cleans that we were hearing about? Yeah, we, uh, the, we did see a few customers who, what, what it was, they were converting a room into an office. And so they were clearing out that room, whether it was for toys, and they were working from home. So we did actually see a bit of that. And what we're seeing now, um, I think, where a lot of people had time at home and looking at certain rooms and clutter, they decided to clear out a room and do it up and things like that. So definitely, yeah, we are starting to see a, a good bit more of that. And what have you noticed since we started to reopen? Um, I think, Customers are conscious. They're they're definitely way more conscious of the the social distancing. Where at the start, when we were still opening, you know, we were we had to remind customers, look, you need to keep two meters from from staff if they're in the loading bay or things like that. But now, you know, without any staff interaction, we're seeing customers keep the two meter distance. That's probably the biggest thing I've seen, which is. Probably for Irish people is the hardest thing because, you know, the first thing you do is you go up and shake somebody's hand, say hello and that sort of thing. But uh, that now is not happening. I mean, while we were open throughout all of this or partially open, we certainly have seen and continue to see the, the impact on the business of Live 95. So were you affected in that way too or not? Yeah, from a revenue point of view, we definitely saw a drop over over the, the two months. Um, you know, there there was one or two customers, business customers, who had to shut down, who had restaurants, and they shut down. So, and with those customers, you know, we worked with them in relation to billing, um, payment holidays, and things like that. So, definitely, there was an effect on the bottom line as well. Mm. And the future, I mean, it's terribly uncertain, isn't it, in every possible way? I mean, we literally don't know at this point whether you might see local lockdowns, uh, whether uh, some of the measures that were speeded up might now be slowed down or reversed. Yeah, well, actually, I was surprised, actually. I came back from a meeting there and one of our staff said an inspector was in to check out our um, what, what we put in place. So that actually, they, they are people going around from the HSC inspecting your premises, making sure that everything's in place. So that's probably going to be that's going to be happening probably once a year like general inspections we get. So I see that happening. But also as well, um, I think from from a 
the customer's point of view, um, there's going to be that hesitation in relation to a second wave. You know, is that going to affect the economy in the long term? And, you know, Brexit as well down the line. So there's a lot of uncertainty with both with the pandemic and also Brexit that I think definitely are going to affect business within the next 12 months. Right. And David, I mean, the local factors as well, all the debate we've heard about, you know, moving the city on and the city centre pedestrianisation or not. What do you make of all of that? Uh, I think I think the city needs needs something. I, I was I straight away when the restaurants were open in town. I went in, give them the business. But I'm looking at it kind of going where a restaurant would normally take fifty or sixty, in the smaller restaurants they're only allowed to take maybe twenty. And I don't think that's sustainable. So hopefully we can move to a maybe a one meter distance where maybe everybody wears masks. Um, that's something that I would hope to see. And and things like the pedestrianisation, I we see on social media how it's working in Cork. I think that would be fantastic if, you know, it would just give extra help to businesses in Limerick when they need it the most. Right. Uh, and if the weather could change, that would be better as well. <laughs> it would be great for all of us, absolutely. All right. Well, David Hickey from Limerick Self Storage, uh, well done to you and to your team for uh, managing to keep business going through lockdown and now into reopening. And uh, thank you also to Richard Gavin from the new Spitjack restaurant in Limerick. Glad you are open again and best of luck to you and to your colleagues as well. Call Limerick today now on 461995.